His dexterity save is a nat one, so that's going to be a big no. So he takes damage. Forty-one points of damage. Ouch! Ouch! Ooh, that's a lot of sixes. That's a lot of sixes. sixes. Got the just the uh, halfling left. All right, then I'm gonna bully the halfling. You big bully, you. Uh, I don't know what fly does. Let me check. It allows you to fly. I'm just taking extensive research notes. Chapter one ninety two. The pale and slimy foes. Okay. So in the last episode, um, Arlen was cured, right, Arlen? Uh, no. No, unfortunately. Um, you had finally gotten to the Sorcerers of the Shore and found out that they only had two of the three of their number. And... Um, they spent an entire exhaustive day, or at least exhausting for Arlen, um, doing a magical experiments on him to try to determine what was this thing that is the wild magic and what can be done about it so he doesn't explode and blow himself to smithereens. And um, they determined that they needed the third of their membership to actually do what they could to save Arlen. Uh, they did have high hopes they could cure him, but they um, needed the third person. And unfortunately, he had gone looking for the source of whatever is befouling the water that is just slightly below where they are. Obviously, if it gets any closer, it could actually be affecting the coffee plantations and everything going on up here. And so he had gone down the hill looking for that and had not been seen since. And so uh, the ace tracker that we have, uh, Jade Claw, got out there and promptly started chasing squirrels. And uh, the rest of you had to carry the load, and you finally found a crevice leading into the earth. Uh, maybe the top uh, pipe of a sea cave, since you're only a couple hundred feet above the water level or the beach level at this point, And had started down deep into the earth there. And that's where we left off. Okay, so um, you guys start going down into the earth, and immediately the cave that you're in becomes wet and slimy. In fact, dangerously wet and slimy. You guys have to basically just kind of crawl along at about half speed for fear of slipping and falling, and some parts of this cave seem to be pretty... Um, pretty steep so it's a it's a bit more than just a uh, inconvenience for you you definitely have to go at uh, half speed just kind of creeping along holding on to the walls and even the walls are slimy and you go down deep deep 
deep into the ground. You so you're probably you know just kind of spelunking along for about an hour, um, you know, trying to hold onto the walls, keep from sliding. Every once in a while, someone does lose a you know a foothold, and and down they go. And that's even more disgusting because uh, you know now now you're slimy as well as the walls are slimy. And eventually, though, the passage kind of levels out and you notice it opening up into a wider chamber and the floor becomes sandy instead of rocky and as you step out of the chamber you're in a very large what seems to be sea cave there's probably about 20 feet of beach between you and the water and there's a puddle of brackish water that's probably 100 feet across, um, almost circular, this little oval. Um, and the opposite wall seems to have been covered by some large earth slide or rock fall. Um, it's very irregular on the opposite wall, directly opposite where you are. But the most amazing thing is that right in front of you, right in the middle of that 100-foot sea, uh, you know, puddle there, the, the lake or whatever it is, the brackish water that's in front of you, is a ship. It is an old, broken-down ship. But the ship itself is probably a good 50 feet long and probably half that wide, or, you know, a third of that wide, and it's lying cocked on its side, so the remains of its single mast stick sideways out of the water at almost a 45-degree angle. And obviously the deck itself is about 45 degrees. Um, there are just tatters of the sails and little wispy tatters of the rigging that just kind of um, you know dangles from the mast and the foresprit and uh, the various parts. And there's a fairly good size hole in the uh, front right side of the ship itself that obviously is letting water in and out. And uh, all the parts that are visible um, are seriously decayed. I mean, this has been here for maybe a thousand years, at least hundreds of years. And all the metalwork has begun to has begun to tarnish and decay, and all, certainly anything iron on the ship has begun to rust away. It's it's obviously a derelict, but it's uh, amazing to see it's sitting here in the middle of this underground waterway. Is there any markings upon it for us to see a name on the bow of it? Um, give me a investigation check. Twenty four. Okay. Um, you can just make out at some point in time, this probably had a colorful coat of paint on, you know, the area right around the edge of the ship and, and certainly the, uh, the bowsprit and all that. And the, the faded little bits of, of uh, paint that are left, you can see it says Storm Racer. The Storm Racer, huh? Mm-hmm. I wonder how it got inside here. Must have sailed in and had the wall or the entrance cave in behind it. Are there any remains of like humanoids or anything? Like, are, are, can 
Are we close up to see the top of the deck, or are we like well, we on the bottom looking up? It's canted at you guys, so you're you're looking at the deck that's you know sloping up at forty five degrees, but that side of it is okay. is uh, and so the, obviously the mass is also pointing at you guys at about forty five degrees up. Oh, okay. So is there any sort of like remains at all of anything humanoid like that? Not that you can see from here. It looks like just a completely abandoned ship. And is there anything past? Well, we probably can't see past it. Um, just the all we... you can see past is just the far side of the cavern. And like I said, um, there's a part that's very irregular. Like you know, maybe a thousand years ago, there was a rock fall that sealed it in, and and has since compacted since then. Um. Well, this is like the only thing here right now, right? That you can. That's the most remarkable thing that you can see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe we should see if our lost sorcerer perhaps went in there and, or, uh, I, I don't know, I'm lost. Do we see any trace of the sorcerer being here? Oh, well, roll for me survival and see if you can uh, track him. As we said, a 10. A 10? Yeah. Um, no, you don't, I mean, there's there's um, marks in the sand, but you can't tell yourself. But you do know that Jade is an excellent tracker. Could we all try? If you want to take a look around, yeah. Yeah. I got a non-natural 20. Jade? I got a 15. Okay. Yeah, so um, Arlen, you and Jade are looking around, and Jade, you do find a footprint just like the one that you found in the surface. And Arlen, once Jade points that out to you, yeah, you can see... That someone, apparently uh, your sorcerer, walked down to the water's edge and apparently didn't come back. So I don't know if he went out to the ship or dove in the water or something, but he definitely, uh, you can just see the, 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 the tracks leading in that direction. And actually... I think our best bet is to go to the boat. Arlen, roll for me yes. a perception check. Three. Okay. Um, so yeah, you're just standing there. I get, you guys gonna head for the boat? Kind of think that's the most likelihood right now. I I'll head toward it. Okay. How deep is the water? You don't know. You're, you're standing look? on the shore oh. right by the uh, entrance, and it's you know twenty feet of sand between you and it, and then you know it just sort of extends off into the gloom there. As we walk closer to so, the well, you get about a couple of steps forward. And then all of a sudden you guys notice five shapes rising up out of the water. Like someone's walking up out of the water and five humanoid figures clutching spears and shields start walking up out of the water at you. There is, it looks like a drow, a human an elf and, or excuse me, two elves and a halfling. And their clothing obviously is completely waterlogged, but the really um, alarming thing is their skin appears to be translucent and slimy. And they are walking right at you and obviously are attempting to attack you. So let's get initiative rolls. 
So Gray. 23. And then Arlen. 14. Adri. 23. Oh, popular number. And uh, Moon. 15. Okay. And Black. 14. Arlen can go first. And Jade. Eight. You might want to switch out that D20. Yep. Apparently you're still interested in the squirrels up there. I'm just taking extensive research notes. Okay. So these five uh, slimy translucent creatures are coming up out of the water at you. So first things first, um, Adri and Gray, who's going to go first? Um, I have an 18 dex. Mine's 20. All right, then you go first. Okay. So, Gray, what are you going to do? Um, can I see any of the traditional roles in this group? Is it like a party where there's like one, like some people who stand in the front, some people who stand in the back? Is it just like five random fighty people? Um, and actually, I'm looking down at my notes now. I'm sorry, I totally misspoke. There are four of them. So there's one drow, one elf, one human, and one halfling. And no, they're all four holding spear and shield. They're walking at you in a line. And they don't seem to be, you know, aside of their fact that they're different types of peoples, don't seem to be any bit different. Uh, I'll shoot at the human then. Okay. And I'll pull out my short bow. And because they haven't gone yet, I have advantage. Which is that's good. good. You've got rolled a nat one. And that's a five. Okay. Uh, 15 to hit. No. They just reach up and, and uh, parry it aside with their shield. Okay. That's and Adri, annoying. Gray wasn't very effective. What are you going to do? All right. Um, I think I'm just going to fire a couple of arrows into whichever one is coming closest to us. Okay. 23 to hit. Okay. Um, so, yeah, you can pick whichever one you want. The drow, the elf, the human, or the halfling? Um, the, the drow. Okay. Hits that one. For 11 points of damage. Okay. And then the second shot is an 18 to hit. Does hit. For another 11 points of damage. Okay. Okay, so those two thunk... That was with a magic weapon, if that matters at all. Well, the bow is a plus one. The arrows aren't. I don't know if that matters. It, it does it just, it does seem to hit. It doesn't seem to make any difference there, yeah. Very good. And then um, next up is the halfling. And the halfling rushes forward and goes after you, Adri, for daring to attack its friend. And stabs at you three times with its spear. Uh, very ineffectively, though, um, apparently. And um, a 12, a 15, and a 12. I don't think any of those hit your armor class. Nope. Okay. And then next up on the list is the elf. And it also strides forward. This time, though, it goes for you there, Gray. Since you uh, took a shot at uh, at its friends and takes three stabs at you. Oh, much better this time, though. So it gets a 24, a 9, and a 17. 
Uh, does a tie hit? Yes. Okay, then two of those hit. Okay. So you take 12 points of damage from the first hit and 10 points of damage from the second. Ow. Okay, and then next up is Moon. Okay, so we're in a space. Um, there's two of these guys right up in front of a couple of us, right? Yep, and the other ones are just a few strides behind. Um, I'm going to create a blade barrier, uh -huh. uh, a circular blade barrier, 60 feet in diameter, 20 feet high, and 5 feet thick. That will start five feet in front of the people being attacked, meaning right on top of the ones who are attacking them, and then circle us completely. So it will oh. engulf the ones who are attacking, and the other ones are going to run right into it if they choose to attack us that way. That's pretty cool. So what, what happens to the uh, folks in there? When do they have to make a save? Okay, when a creature enters the wall for the first time, or this will be the first time, or on, the, or on a turn it starts its turn there, it must make a deck save. On a failed save, it takes 60, 10 slashing damage, wow. half as much on a pass save. So these guys are going to take 66 blasting wow. damage immediately. So that's uh, that's pretty impressive. So they're just going to give you... And it's a 60 foot. It goes all the way around us. Okay, good. And 20 assuming, feet high. Assuming that's like concentration? Yes. Okay. And it's 10 minutes, and they got to beat a 14. Very good. Okay, and actually speaking of 14, um, Arlen, you get to go? Wait, wait, I'm still rolling damaged. Oh, you, that's right. So they, uh, will they take damage now or on their, yeah, when they start it, their turn? It says uh, when they first enter it, which I would say when it appears on top of them, okay. they first enter it, right? I don't, I'm not sure. Because I'd imagine it does it. And when, when they start their turn. Okay. So yeah, basically they'll, they'll take damage at the beginning of their next turn. Okay. Yeah. That's kind of what I remembered. Yeah. Okay, good. So we'll wait for their turns to come around. But uh, Arlen, your first turn. Are they wearing armor? Um, they're just wearing basically um, scraps of studded leather armor and they're carrying shields. Would that be considered metal armor? No, it's the studded leather. Okay. So. Um, and how far away are these people? The ones that are attacking you right now, the elf and the halfling are right in your face, and the other ones are five feet behind. Okay. Which is apparently secretly delighting Melanie here. I'm going to firebolt the halfling. Sounds good. Does a 15 hit? No. Just goes Sad. sailing over his head. That's my turn. Okay. And then next up is black. So with this blade barrier up, are any of the ones that just attacked actually not in said barrier? Uh, the only ones the one that, that they're, they're going to take damage on their when their turn starts. Or whenever right. they move. So, yeah. I mean, is it um, is it, are they, can I actually attack them is what I'm saying without being in the blade barrier myself? Yes. All right. So um, the one that carved up our resident rogue, I will go up to it and swing at him with my glaive. 
Is there a way to like get behind him so I get advantage? Not, Not without, without getting in the blade barrier. So that's fine. Regular strike it is. <laughs> uh, the first one is an 18. Okay, 18 does hit. All right. And which so, one are you going for? The elf or the halfling? Halfling. The, whatever the one that stabbed at the rogue. Pretty sure that was the that halfling. Was a half, that was a halfling, yeah. Excuse me, no, that was the elf. The halfling went after uh, Adri. Okay. Okay. So he'll take... 14 points of slashing damage. Okay. And six points of radiant. Okay. And, and do I see blood or is this thing undead? Um, it is blood. Although once again, it's, it's, um, it just seems pale in comparison. All right. Then I will swing again. Okay. Uh, 21. Definitely. And this one is, Five points of slashing and seven points of radiant. Okay, very good. Anything else? Uh, nope, I don't think so. That's good. Okay, so then the uh, human comes running into the fray, and then he and him. his dexterity save is a nat one. So that's going to be a big no. So he takes damage. Forty-one points of damage. Ouch! Ouch! Okay, and he's going to take three stabs at you there, uh, Moon, for uh, putting up this blade barrier that did oh, so much damage. Oh, no, I'm, I'm, not up, I'm not up against it. I'm kind of behind there. My range is 90 feet. I'm like in the center of this ring. Well, you, got, you guys had walked forward and these things came out, so you're all kind no, of No, 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 I cast it in front mm -hmm. of us. I didn't go cast it right in front of me. I cast it on the guys attacking Okay. I'm still back like 30 feet. So you're going to you're going to back up on your turn to get back then? I already was back. I didn't okay. walk up and cast it. I okay. cast it where I was. That's a 90 foot range. Okay. Good. So then in that case, um he'll go then for uh black instead. And a 13, which I don't think hits you black. But the 24 and the nat 20 definitely will. Oh, yeah. So first one is 12 points of damage to you. And the second one is also 12 points of damage to you. So 24 total. Yep. And then the drow comes running forward. And... Um, it will go after Gray again. So, Gray, you're going to take three more attacks. Is it going to take damage? Yes, it will. Let's see. Its save is a nat one again. So, yeah, it'll take damage again. Roll damage on that one. Let me roll. Ooh, that is 18 plus 523 plus... 427 plus 4 is 31 plus 2 is 33 so half that if they make a save okay it did not make the save so it took the full amount there and then um gray mm -hmm. it uh gets a 20 a 20 and an 18 do any of those hit all of them do okay well this is gonna be painful so the first one is 
13 points of damage. The second one is 14 points of damage. And the last one is not quite as solid and only does eight points of damage. What, what are you at now? 36. Okay. And then it's Jade's yeah. turn, kind of pulling up the rear. I've lost 55 hit points in the last round. All right. So can I do a ranged weapon attack from like five feet away from someone? Um, you do a disadvantage if you're up in their face. All right. Can I, are they all in a line right now or is. They are in a line. Yeah. Up against your, your line of people. All right. I'm going to stand at 10 feet away from them and shoot every single one of them twice. Um, okay. How are you going to do that? With a uh, volley. So if, uh, there are enemies within 10 feet, I can shoot them. I can shoot any number of them. Okay. Volley away. All right. For the first one. You're our volley girl. Um, 17. Definitely hits the drow. Second one, 22. Definitely hits the elf. Uh, 25. Definitely hits a human. And 28. Definitely hits the halfling. All right. Um, Jade, Jade is doing what she does. Can I just roll 48 and then... Or do I have to roll individually? Why would you roll individually? And has any of them taken damage? Um, everybody but the halfling has taken damage. Cool. So for the... You can only use Claws of Slayer once per round turn, can It's going to yeah, be on the can't... first... Twice. Yeah. It's going to be on the first you one I... You can do an extra attack once, but like, yeah, you can do volley once and then do an extra attack, but you can't do volley and also volley. Oh, okay. Cool. Which would be like super cool if you could. <laughs> I meant like for the uh, Colossus Slayer, you can do it once per turn. Yeah. And you can't this make a. And I think you can't do an extra attack if you're using volley because it says you use an action too. We, we actually had this conversation last night in our game and we looked it up and it looks like you, you can. Because anytime that you make an attack, anytime that you do an action that does an attack roll, that counts as an attack action. And if you have extra attack, you can attack twice. So you can volley and then shoot once or hack with the sword or something. Yeah. Cool. Interesting. So the first one takes uh, 12 points of damage. Okay. Uh, the second one takes eight points of damage. Okay. Third one takes ten points of damage. Fourth one takes uh, seven points of damage. Okay. And then if I shoot with an extra attack, can I add Colossus Slay onto that? Once per turn. Well, I haven't used it yet. So you, I haven't... you didn't? I thought you used it on the first one. No, I Oh, didn't. you should have used it on the first one. Well, now I can shoot one of them again. Okay, yeah. Because now all of them are hit. So I can shoot whatever one I want. Yep. Okay. Okay. Which other one are you going to shoot? Uh, which one looks the most beat up? Um, right now, the drow looks like it got pretty cuisinarted coming through that wall and it's already been hit several times. Cool. I'm going to shoot it. Uh, 28. That hits. No, uh, 26. It still hits. <laughs> uh, 14 points of damage. Okay. Yeah, he, it's looking pretty uh, pretty beat up there. So, uh, And that's the end of my turn. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay, and then um, Moon, make for me a wisdom saving throw. 
Plus four. Twenty-four. Okay. You feel this strange sensation come over you, but then it goes away. Okay. And then top of the round. So um, the halfling will start. It's going to have to make a deck saving throw. Maybe I can roll better than a one for a change. Yes. 13. Does 13 make the uh, roll there, Moon? Nope. And I'm rolling damage. I like how you showed your work on the last one. That was really nice. So 26 points of damage. Ouch. Rolling low. Still a healthy amount of damage. Okay. And it is going to um, try to break by the group and go for Moon. So, um, Gray, you are going to get a um, attack of opportunity as it tries to skate by you. Does that have to be melee or can I shoot? Um you can, it it would be technically melee because it's going to okay. go by you. So would I like... Or, or you could shoot your bow with disadvantage. Would I pull out a sword or would I... I don't know. Would you pull out a sword? What would you do? Do I have the time for that is what I'm yeah. saying. Okay. Then I'll pull out my sword and stab it. Okay. Um, Is it like facing directly away from me or... Nope. It's just nope. skating right by you. Okay. And it's adjacent to gray. No, black. It's adjacent to you. But also black. Um... No, it's, you're the only one that's going to get a uh, chance on this. No, no. I, is it moving? I thought Black was behind me attacking it. He's he's in the line with you guys. Okay. 17. Okay. So you're sure you're going to connect with it, and then at the last minute it just brings up its shield and parries that. And Moon, is you've got a halfling in your face. And it tries to stab you three times. Okay. It gets a 25, a 24, and a 15. Does the last one hit? No. Okay. So the first one is a 14 points of damage. And what's going to be your concentration save on that? Um, what is it? 10 plus my wisdom modifier? It's, well, the difficulty, it's a wisdom save, uh, and it's 10. Or no, constitution, constitution save. Concentra concentration checks are based off of two things. One, if the damage is below 10, it's a flat 10. If the damage exceeds 10, cut the damage in half. If it's greater than 10, that's the challenge rating. Okay, if so it's, it's less than 10, it's still 10. Okay, so it's still 10 then. So, yeah. Okay, and I do a constitution save. Yep. So I have four to this. 22. Okay. And then the second hit gets you for much less. It's just 10 points. So a flat 10 on the concentration check. That's a 10, so I just make it. Okay. So yeah, that uh, nearly nearly ended the spell, but it did not. Okay. And then um, next up is Gray. Okay. Am I adjacent to any of the enemies? Yeah. You've got okay. the elf and the human and the drow in front of you. Okay, I'll pull out my other sword, and then I will attack with my first sword and then my second sword. Go all Cuisinart on him. So first attack is a 26. That yeah, definitely hits. Which one were you going for? The the uh, elf that's attacking you, or the human, or the drow? The one that's attacking me. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, and that is, what, 76? Uh, one, two, three... Four, five, six, and seven. 
Ooh, that's a lot of sixes. That's a lot, that's of, that's a lot, lot of sixes. sixes. One, two, three, four, five, thirty. 43 points of damage. Ouch. You totally sneak attack the heck out of him. Um, yeah, that, that really hurt. I mean, he, he, the elf is staggered at this point in time. Anything else? A second attack. Okay. And because it's an offhand, what does that mean? It just means you can't use your bonuses unless you have a, a two-weapon fighter. Mm-hmm. That's a five, so no. Okay. So, yeah, just uh, swings wide there. Probably bolted him back doing that. And Adri, what are you going to do? Um, which one kind of looks the weakest right now? Well, the drow did, and now the elf does. All right. Um, and the drow's down, right? Uh, the drow is still up, but he's, he's definitely hurt. Um, then I'm going to first fire an arrow into the elf and then see if I need to do a second one for, for that one. Okay. That is a 22 to hit. Definitely hits. Or 10 points of damage. Ouch, still standing, but barely. Fire a second one at the elf. Uh, 13? No, just bounces off a shield. All right, and then I'm going to expend a key point for patient defense. Okay. Just in case you try to attack me. Sounds wise. Okay, and then next up is the elf, and um, it's dexterity saving throw is a 12. I don't know if that's going to do anything for it. Nope, and I'll roll damage. Hmm. I'm just trying to realize this is actually a really dex-based party. Like, mm-hmm. three of us are stealthy, shooty types. Yep. 34 points of damage. Okay, and basically uh, you just see the elf turn into elf sashimi and uh, turns into cold cuts on the, on the uh, beach there. Uh, leaking its pale blood out on the floor. Okay, and uh, that's that one. And next up is Moon. You've got a halfling in front of you, Moon. What are you going to do? Let's see. I think I'm just going to have to... Uh, just going to have to smack this this creature. So I will roll the hit. And that is going to be a plus six. Oh, that's an eight. Okay, no, it uh, parries aside the the blow. Anything else? That is all I can really do right now. Okay. And then next up is Arlen. Um, which one looks the most hale? Um, definitely at this point in time, the uh, the human that's right in front of you. Like five feet in front of me? Um, just, you know, right... Right in line with the rest of your guys there, yeah. As in, like, it's in melee distance, mm-hmm. or I would have yeah, to move Yeah, melee, melee distance for, for you. Okay. Shock and grasp. Okay. Does it have to do a save? No, it's a roll to hit. Okay. Um, Just reach into the knife storm to grab him. <laughs> 17. I can't do math. 17. So you're sure you're about to get a hold of him, and then once again, he raises his shield and just parries it aside. Anything else? Is the shield made of metal? Um, it looks like it's an old wooden shield. It's got a metal band on it, but okay. yeah, that's about it. Anything else? Okay. Let me look up a roll real quick. You could use Tides of Chaos. Okay, I think I'm going to bend luck. Okay. Oh, that too. 
Does a 19 hit? No, once again, just catches it with the corner of his shield. I don't like that. Okay, I'm done. Okay, and then Black, what are you going to do? Um, is the, the, the one that got Sashimi, is that the one that was fighting the rogue? Yes. All right, is there one threatening him still? Well, they're all in kind of a line, so the drow or the human could go after him, but uh, they're also going after you and, and uh, Adri as, as well. Okay, the one that's currently beating up on the robe-wearing sissy, um, how far away is he? Um, basically, any one of these will be within uh, melee distance, so you can just close the gap and be five feet away from him if you want to. All right, I'd like to close the gap on the one attacking our resident sorcerer. Okay. And I, as I stalk over there, uh, the blade along my glaive will start to heat up and hiss in the moist air. I will class Branding Smite at level two. Okay. And then I will chop down at the one hitting out, trying to hit the sorcerer. Okay, go after the human then, yeah. 26. Yes. Okay, and I will dump a level three smite into this too. You are a paladin. He is a paladin. I am a paladin. As ridiculous as that sounds. Yeah, I knew it. Moon, Moon is a, uh, a a cleric, but Black is a paladin. Yes. Someone told me they weren't a paladin. Well, I thought you were talking about Moon. So my my apologies. So that's nine points of slashing and standby for the radiant. One, two. Oh. 29 points of radiant. Ouch. Oh, I'm sorry. And the burning smite. Forgot about that. <laughs> I clicked that in there too. It is 2d6. Ooh, 10 points of fire damage. Ouch. Yeah, so he looks like he's I'm barely sorry, standing. 10 points of that's 10 points of radiant, not fire. My okay. apologies. Either way, he looks like he's barely standing at this point in time. So that was a huge, huge hit. Okay. Uh uh, that was the first attack. He also is now currently shedding a dim light off himself and can't become invisible until the spell ends. Okay. It puts his concentration up to a minute. Um, yeah. Okay, so that was the first strike. Still hanging around? Yep, like I said, barely standing at this point. All right, second strike coming around. He might get oh. taken down by the blades when his turn starts. Mm -hmm. That's true, huh? Is there another one within the striking range? Um, pretty much the human at this point. The drow's Justin. on the other side of the group, yeah. So. All right, then I'll just finish it off then. Uh, no, I won't. That was a 10. Okay, yeah, just uh, bounces off his shield. Okay, and then next up is actually the human. And gets a 14 on his save. Does that save there, Moon? Yes, makes it. Okay, so it just takes half damage. Probably will still go down anyways. So half to 38 is 16. Okay, and that's just enough to kill him. And once again, now we have human sashimi lying all over the uh, the, ba the beach there. Okay. And the tabaxi are extra excited. Yes. And next up is the drow. Who gets a 12, so he's going to take full damage again. All right. 26. Okay, just barely standing after that uh, bloodletting there. But he's going to go with uh, three stabs at Adri. 
So I'm assuming the 11 doesn't and hit. He does get disadvantage because station defense. Yep. And 13 and um, 13 again. So I don't think any of those are going to hit you. Nope. Nope. So you just dodge aside lethally. And then finally, Jade, you get to go. Yeah. Uh, is there a way I can get both of them in 10 feet of myself? Um, uh, you can choose the point. Yeah. For volley? Oh, I can. Yeah. It's uh, choose a... Let me find the actual words. But yeah, it's uh, actually really cool. You can use your action to make a ranged attack against any number of creatures within 10 feet of a point you can see within your weapon range. Oh, that's so you cool. so you can just drop volleys like wherever you want within like six hundred feet if you want. Cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, one of them's all the way back with Moon, and the other one's all the way in the front with Adri. So you can get one or the other. I just shoot both of them. Okay. <laughs> My extra attack. All right. The first one. Uh. Twenty-eight. Um. Definitely hits. Is that can hit the drow? Uh. Sure. Okay. Uh, nine points of damage. Okay, and you see uh, Jade just plunk the drow right in the forehead and it just falls back and its uh, shield and, and spear just kind of fling off into the water. And then I turn around and shoot the other one. Okay. Uh, 15. No, just bounces off their shield. Okay, anything else? Uh, nope. Okay, good. And um, Gray... Mm-hmm. Make for me a wisdom saving throw. Ten. Ooh. Wait, do I get a plus four? Drew? I'm sure, Drew, he gets a plus four from being around you, right? If it's a saving throw, yes, plus four. Okay, 14. Yes, sir. Plus four saving, for saving throws. Okay. And uh, once again, you feel this kind of weird sensation coming over you, and then it goes away. Gotta love Paladin. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, we go top of the round. And then, Gray, you get to go. There's a halfling that is um, menacing your cleric back there. I'll run over and get directly behind him. Okay. So can I get advantage? Yes. Okay. First attack. Is a 28. That definitely hits. Okay. 76. Not as many sixes. Not as many sixes. Let me see. 10, 15, 20, 32 points of damage. Okay, that hurt him. And second attack. Uh, Not advantage this time, right? Uh, Right. He knows you're there now. Is a 10. Okay, just swat set aside. Anything else? These second attacks get really hard to hit. Yeah. Like, because I don't get the plus 10 to hit. You, you ought to get your two weapon fighter feet. Okay. And then, um, Adri, you get to go. You're got the just the uh, halfling left. All right. Then I'm going to bully the halfling. You big bully, you. Uh, 18 to hit with an arrow. Uh, once again, you, you're sure you're going to nail him and then just at the last minute just clanks aside off his shield. Bummer. All right. I'm going to do my second shot then. 
22. That definitely hits, though. I rolled it, and then it, like, flew across the, the room. Uh, nine points of damage. Just nine? Yeah, just nine. Okay. Nine it is. Okay, and he looks pretty pretty dinged up there. Um, and uh, then he uh, spins on you, Gray, because you did uh, so much damage there, and tries to stab you three times. Ooh, 24, 10, and 14. Does the 14 hit you? The 14 does not. Okay, so just the 24. So you might you might yet live through this valley here. Uh, although he gets you pretty good, it's uh, 16 points of damage. What does that put you to? I'm at 20. Okay. And yeah, uh, just after my turn, I'm like, man, I could have used that bonus action instead of doing an attack that doesn't hit. I could have just gotten away. Yeah. And then just like, oh, well. Well, something for uh, next time. Dear Diary. Okay, and then Moon, you get to go. There's a halfling that's uh, uh, trying to stab everybody around you, including you. Anyways, can I move just behind this dude? Um, he's kind of sideways to you right now, but uh, yeah, you can probably do that. Okay, I'm going to shimmy behind and attack with my mace with advantage. Okay. Uh, an 18 plus 6 is a 24. That definitely hits. And I am going to add Divine Smite, and I think I will make this lightning damage. Okay. So I'm going to add 1d8 lightning damage. Because of your so Storm Cleric abilities? Yeah. So 5 points of bludgeoning plus 4 points of lightning. Okay. He's shocked that you can do that. Anything else? That's it. Okay. And Arlen, you get to go. We only have the halfling left, right? Um, right now, just the halfling, yep. Cool. I'm going to firebolt. Okay. No. Okay. And... Got like a 10 or something. You kind of felt more in control of your mild magic since the... Uh, ordeal of yesterday but it's slipping away again so roll on the magic table for me will you please hey melanie do you or does your does jade have evasion what uh that's a rogue a, thing i think it's also a monk thing oh the monk thing too yeah so i was wondering if you had it as well well i'm not a rogue or a monk yeah and i was wondering if you had it as well i don't think so okay how many creatures are there within 60 feet of me um one, seven. two, three, four, five, six, seven. We all die. Eight. One, two, and three, four, two, three, four seven, five, eight. six. Yeah. Fireball. No. What's the eighth creature? I don't know. Oh, well, that's going to be interesting. Are there eight creatures around? Yes, apparently. Okay. We all start. I cast time. fly on myself. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Uh, you cast fly on a random creature within sixty feet of you, so I just rolled a d8 and okay. everybody numbers, and one was me. And he flies out of control into the blade storm, right? Uh, I don't know what fly does. Let me check. It allows you to fly. It literally allows you to fly. It's like on your eagle. action to the sea. Okay, good. Well, while he's figuring that out, um, Black, you get to go. Yeah, I just. I just gain flying speed for sixty feet. No, I, I gain walk a over to of the sixty left. feet. Oh. When the spell ends, 
I fall as if I'm still aloft unless I can stop the fall. I will walk over to uh, the one that's just still alive being beat on and try to finish it off. Okay. Uh, 25. Yeah, that would hit. Okay. Uh, ooh, 14 points of slashing and 8 points of radiant. Ouch and ouch. Still standing? So he looks like he's barely standing at this point in time. Still he's standing? basically bouncing around like a pin, like a pinball in a pinball machine, but still up. 21? Yes. The hit. That's uh, eight more points of slashing. Okay. And that. And seven points of radiance. Slashes him to the ground, and uh, he just crumples into the sand in front of you. And um, Arlen? Make for me a wisdom saving throw. 18. Okay. And once again, you get kind of a weird feeling come across to you. And then it just dissipates. For uh, for Moon and Gray and um, Arlen, you all felt like you have a friend that's out there in that wrecked ship. And you wanted to go see them. And then it just kind of went away. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Are we immune to charm, Drew? No. No? Uh, different paladin? Different paladin. Yeah, because you're half-elven for your your uh, your paladin. Okay, it, good. It's not the... No, I'm going to... I'm going to announce, I say, hey, there's something that wants me to go into that ship over there. Anyone else feeling that? I, yeah, I am. I, I Earlier. Uh, before we go any further, though, I'm going to, uh, a green, a really deep, rich green light will encompass uh, Black's hand. It'll set it on gray shoulder, and I will give him 35 points of healing from lay on hands. Okay. Thank you. And uh, who else is banged up pretty good? I'm dinged up, but I can heal myself. All right, then I'll just give the other 25 to myself. That'll bring me up to full. Okay, anything else there? I'm assuming you're dropping the blade barrier at this point in time. Yes. Yeah. Okay, good. So there you are. The uh, weird creatures have all been uh, defeated and they're lying in bloody heaps on the ground in front of you um, like I said there's a drow and an elf and a human and a halfling and their skin looks weirdly translucent and slimy and there's something in the boat or near the boat are there any animals around? no Ah. Oh. Okay. Um, I'll take a couple steps closer to the boat and do the divine sense again. Okay. So you're going to walk up to the edge of the shore there? Yes, please. Okay. Um, so you walk up to the edge of the shore and you get what? Celestials, infernals, what is it again? Fiends and undead. Pretty sure. Fiend, celestials, fiends, and undead. Okay. And you don't um, experience any of those within 60 feet of you. Uh, roll for me perception, though. 21. So you don't 
notice any of those, but you re realize that out of the depths of the lake, there is something very large and very dark that is rushing up out of the depths at you. And that's where we're going to stop today. Okay, well, um, first things first, uh, we tried to do this combat as theater of the mind. Uh, no minis, no grid, no map, no nothing. And it kind of worked out pretty good. Theater of the mind is really easy to do when you've got a single foe and there's no, you know, terrain features or anything like that. But the 5th uh, edition rules are, you know, an extension of 4th was an extension of 3rd, which really did require a grid to do and when you're doing theater of the mind you have to have everybody agree on where everything is because it's different in everybody's different mind so you saw us back and forth trying to agree on where people are located and things like that which would have been you know so much more clear and uh present if we had everybody with miniatures on a map but we made it work and and it came out okay um, and then there's the question of the wisdom saves. What are they all about? Well, clearly there's something big and ugly in the water, so it has something to do with that. It's kind of interesting. And um, that brings up this whole adventure arc here. This was actually supposed to be where the previous phylactery was located. Uh, but then um, Jesse joined the group and decided to have a half drow and realized we had to work her backstory in there somewhere. So I put the phylactery in the Underdark in the Drowish Kingdom. Uh, but it was actually supposed to be here before the whole rearrangement happened. And so whatever this dark shape in the water is what was supposed to be guarding the phylactery before. So what is it? We'll have to wait for the next episode to find out. Until then, let us know what you think. Rate us wherever you get your podcasts. Email us at relicofthepastpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us at Relic of the Past on Twitter and Relic of the Past Podcast on Facebook. Articles and artwork are available at poolmedia.podbean.com. And thank you for playing in the world that lives inside my head. <laughs>